This is Save Cell Chanel, episode 63. If you are new to this podcast, this podcast is dedicated to the different ways I save and sell one day at a time. It's a raw, unedited, uncut audio diary to help keep myself accountable and really figure out where my life is going to really hear the transformation in my journey. And this is more about my minimalism journey, my e-commerce journey, and my now mental health journey. The last time I had a podcast was Sunday, May 24th, 2020. And I have a lot that I would love to share with you. During that time, it was craziness. There was a lot of things going on in the world and I didn't know if I had the emotional capacity to continue doing my podcast at the time. And that's the reason why I paused. I was still healing from my past, the passing of my sister who passed away in August of 2019. And then afterwards, I realized that my marriage was falling apart. I really needed to take the time to keep my energies focused on myself to really navigate what I wanted to do in terms of my personal life. A year later, I have done the work, done the healing, went to therapy, and now my ex-husband and I are good friends. I'm in the happiest state of my life that I've ever been. I quit my day job that I worked at for six years. I started really interviewing and I did so many things. So in today's episode, I'm going to share with you how I was able to go from a deep depression and still manage to grow my Save Cell Chanel platform and to really overcome a lot of things that needed to be healed that I didn't even know needed to be healed. So today I want to start off by saying that your mental health is the number one thing that will allow you to grow. And for me, during the pandemic, um, March of last year actually was really the hardest for me because I didn't know what I wanted to do in terms of my marriage. I was really hurt and really broken at the time and I used the app called BetterHelp and I was able to find a therapist that I could talk to remotely and that was what really helped be the catalyst to identify things in my life that needed to be healed. And it wasn't just the things in my life from my current relationship or the passing of my sister. It was going to be things from my childhood that I didn't even know that it was a lot of cultural things that were always taught, such as, you know, don't always suppress your emotions. Emotions aren't real. And emotions are things that are extremely important for you to identify, address. Otherwise, it's going to spiral into a lot of chaos And then you end up feeling like you're somebody else than you're not. And in a world where everything is focused on being an Instagrammable world and you want to make sure your life is great all the time and you want to have the best photos for views or whatnot, I want you to live an authentic life. At the end of the day, your life is your life. And then with COVID that hit with so many people who passed away, I'm not immune to that. I had a lot of people within my own circle who passed away or friends whose family members passed away from COVID. And when I stated in my blog post early on last year, I said, you know, 2020 was the year that was really the world was showing us that life is too short, that you need to do what you need to do now to make sure that you are living your best life every single day because tomorrow is not guaranteed. And people were still 
ignorant of that that concept and as time progressed people still think they're going to live long lives which many will but what if you are not one of those people who do and that's what I've always tried to share with other people that you should always make peace with who you are where you are at this point in your life every single day and how I transformed my life and my mental health and who I am now and people asked if you're following me on Instagram at Save Chanel Chanel you've noticed that who I am now and the confidence that I have when I speak and when I what I, what growth I've had over the past years this version of myself is a version of myself that I never thought would be possible I'm living fully in who I am I have joy that is glowing through and through and I want to bring that joy to you and so the first book that my therapist told me to really when I started putting in the work I would go to therapy every single week and she and I would do I would have homework just like everything else I wanted to get better she told me you know we can either have us have this be the type of relationship where you're just venting and I just listen to you or if you really want to put in the work you're going to have to put in the work and ooh, it was it was a lot it was a lot for me to realize that there were you had to look in the mirror and really have a conversation with yourself to see what wasn't healed and for me I I was so accustomed to living a certain way because that's how I was raised and that's no fault of my parents or the people in my own culture that's just how they were raised because they wanted to survive and because I'm in the United States and I have different types of opportunity, a lot of uh, education, a lot of uh, a very diverse network of people from different cultures, um, what really allows me to identify what I can use and not use in what was taught to me as a child, um, I'm, I'm now, I turned 33 last month, so I'm in that part of my life where I've done a lot of growing. So the very first book that I was told to read, and this is actually the one that really helped me a lot, which is called Mind and Emotions, A Universal Treatment for Emotional Disorders. And it's a workbook. You take a test um, based on your emotions, how you react to your tests, and it will tell you what types of categories you are specifically, which one is and how to address them there are different workbooks every single day and then for people who don't know what to do with their life the other book that was suggested for me to read which I haven't read I'm guilty of it's called a man's search for meeting uh, by Victor E Frankel and that is another good book if you just need to find your purpose or some direction that's another good book to read but the first and foremost is I would highly recommend getting that workbook. You can get it off of Amazon is Mind and Emotions. Um, that workbook helped me so much. And I'll always reference it because not only does it help you identify how you actually um, address your emotions, it also walks you through how to address those different scenarios and situations. So that's the reason why I put in the work and I was gone for quite some time was because I needed to do work for myself so that I could be a better leader for other people. And until you put in the work for yourself and you truly are self-aware of what needs to be healed, what needs to be fixed, you can't fully give to other people because you are not working on a, the best version of yourself every single day. And so once I identified what needed to be healed, I let go of old 
the things that no longer served me. I detached from people who were uh, still trying to take advantage of my positive energy, but really didn't give me back anything. So I, it was going to be a one-sided relationship where I was giving more than I was receiving. And in terms of time and your energy, your energy is very important into in terms of being able to effectively reach your goals. I think that as especially as women or just people in general, we try to appease a lot of people and we're so accustomed to saying I can do it all. But really establishing healthy boundaries is what's really going to make you extremely successful. And that was one of the things that I did not learn until last year. I, I was trying to be able to do it all and not being self-aware and telling myself, okay, self, by taking this other thing on, is that going to be a disservice to the people that you are trying to help? Do you have the time and energy to really do a good job in terms of taking on this other task? So as you know, I had a day job. I worked in construction. It was a very trying time in that industry. I was still doing speaking engagements. I spoke at different speaking engagements throughout the year, uh, virtually. And even last last November, I was part of an international summit of talking about um, from Conquer Like a Girl about finding your purpose and budget-friendly ways of finding your purpose during a pandemic. So that is another thing that I want to discuss later on on a different podcast of how how if you still haven't during this entire pandemic learned something new, like I told you, you should have done. You should have either taken a course, got some certifications, learned something new, or tried to elevate your e-commerce platform. If you haven't done any of that, then I really hope that you helped work on your mental health and your emotional health. Because at the end of the day, the best version of you cannot um, come through until you put in the work. And Without the foundation of you being physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually aligned, if you are not in full alignment, then you are not going to be able to grow and really see your full potential. And I didn't know that until I finally had to go through that deep dive process. Last year, there was a lot of healing that I needed to just let go and really figure out. And I put, it's not, it's one thing to say, okay, let go and let God. It's another thing for you to put in the work Put in the strategies in place to help better yourself so that you can be the best possible version. And so it took me it took me over a year. So the last podcast that I had was May 24th. So it's been over a year since I have done a podcast and, and been back on here to show you who I am now. And actually the person I get emotional sometimes because the woman that I am now is definitely not the woman that I was a year ago. I never thought that I would be fully authentic in who I am, telling people and really establishing the boundaries and being confident in my decisions to actually say no. The power of no has helped me so much to really be very focused on what I want to do with my time. Your time is valuable, whether you have children, whether you have your parents that you're taking care of your time is valuable and especially now during a pandemic now more than ever what you do with your time is going to be more valuable than what you do outside of your work outside of your home so be mindful of everything that you do you can't you're only human and you can't do everything. So in terms of time and time management for me, I am still doing, I also joined the Women's Council of Entrepreneurs and I'm currently the local leader here in San Antonio 
So if you would like to join that, please let me know. Um, you can always leave it in the comment section or you can email me at savecellschanel at gmail.com and I'll tell you more about that. But there was so much that I was able, so much opportunities that I was able to uh, take part of last year that I was able to add to my resume that I never thought would be possible. I was featured in Construction News. I was uh, featured in my alma mater's magazine. I was, I did multiple speaking engagements. So at the end of the day, what can you do specifically to better yourself? And I apologize, there is a airplane that is flying over me now. So if you hear it in the background, I apologize. But what I want to say, your time is valuable. How I adjusted my time, especially now that I, I no longer work in my day job, my last day was last Friday. That's when they let me go. Um, but I started making sure that I started eating well and doing right. Oh, so I'm also doing a 30-day side hustle kind of experiment of different ways to make money. Uh, the last time I did this was before the pandemic, and I really feel like I need to do a refresh because a lot has changed. I want to see what other means of income can I bring in. So I started doing surveys again. I started selling on e-commerce again. And I'll go over that shortly in terms of which platforms I'm, I'm thinking about doing or continuing to use moving forward. Of course, there are my bread and butters, but overall. Um, so one of the things that I wanted to see if it was even worth it was donating plasma, which I thought was like, oh, okay, like no big deal. Um, I was like, this is the last resort. But I went through the whole process and honestly, like, it's, I should have been donating plasma a long time ago because it's not a difficult process. They are checking my blood and all of my stuff all the time and I have to be within a certain range. So I have to be mindful of what I eat so that whenever I am going to take the time to go there to see if my blood is still good, that I'm still within a good range. So I've been more mindful of what I eat. And I'm trying to exercise more, so I'm trying to make sure that I'm also hydrated because you need to be hydrated and have to have proteins and other things to make sure your body is at the tip-top shape to properly donate plasma. But um, even in the time that I went there so far, I mean, they, different donation centers have different promotions. You'd have to figure out which one is the best one for you. But even in the two sessions that I went there, I made $300 total. So like, I guess you could average it out like 150 each time, but I like it. Um, and then during the time that they're taking the plasma out of me, I also use that time to list new items on eBay or to take some surveys on quick thoughts. So I'm still making money while I'm waiting for other things. So I'm trying to maximize my time while I'm waiting in line, while they're taking my plasma and other things like that. So if that's something that is available for you and you're able to do it, I actually recommend it because it's it's good. They give you a debit card that you can use and they'll reload it and put the money on there and you can use it as a regular card. Um, and so this is a good way, especially if people don't have a bank account. This is another way to have income or money on an actual card. So the other thing that I wanted to say in terms of making money again is um, also I started, what is the other thing that I, oh, I started doing my data collecting job. So if you haven't created a LinkedIn, I highly, highly recommend you create a LinkedIn profile. 
And the only reason why I was able to get my data collecting job is because apparently I applied for it before the pandemic and completely forgot about it. And my background, the only reason why they found me was because of LinkedIn and all of my retail experience. So my data collecting job entails me going to retail places and just get working on the projects that they give me. I can't go into detail because I have um, um, an NDA. So other than that, I recommend that you do update your profile. If you do have any retail uh, background or information on there, make sure you put it on there. I know some people are hesitant to put that on there, but this is a new economy and I would recommend keeping all of your information as much of your relevant work experience, especially if you have longevity at a company on your LinkedIn profile, because you don't know who may be looking for the qualities that the work experience that you have. So that's my other data collecting job. It's super easy for me and it's an extra uh, $450 a month, which is you know, really helpful because it helps me pay my rent. Um, in terms of things that I wanted to try out during the pandemic, in terms of e-commerce or kind of branching out, I, during the pandemic, I tried to purchase inventory. So one of the things that I did was do the eBay 99 cent auctions and you would pretty much have to pay shipping. I did buy one thing that one quote unquote bundle for 99 cents and then I had to pay shipping for which was like eight dollars for and that being seven items the items were okay like are were they going to be big money makers not really um because a lot of people were doing a lot of mystery boxes and I just really wanted to see what was out there what was available and so that's why I tried it but for me I don't know that I would do that again I mean if it's my last resort okay um, the other thing I would probably do in terms of if I were to do this again, I went on the tail end of ThreadUp. And so ThreadUp was very, before it got all popular, and but when they before the pandemic, they had a better system and I guess the payouts were better. But for me, I sent in three boxes and the total that I made, I also paid for expedited shipping. And I sent this because of my divorce and then I moved out. I started sending them in September, my boxes. I started sending them to ThreadUp in September. And um, it took a very long time. I just finished selling all of my other stuff on there. Let's see, of what they did take um, July of this year. So it took almost a year for three boxes to be from having them take it in, receive it, list them, sell them, all of that, I would not do it again. Total that I made from ThreadUp with the three boxes, and those are bread and butter stuff that I had. It wasn't just, you know, like high-end anything. It was just really what, what was in my closet and some of my inventory that I thought would pay out more, but it was definitely not worth it. I would not do ThreadUp again. It's just stuff that you're probably going to donate to Goodwill um, that I would send there and you're just like, well, hopefully I get something back. But honestly, ThreadUp is not what it used to be. And, um, I'm definitely not going to do it again. However, um, because I only made $200 and that's because I paid for the expedited processing fee. And, um, otherwise I just, it wasn't worth it overall. I could have made more money just listing my own Uber If you think about it, it was like three boxes that were both all 30 pounds all 30 pound boxes and you only got like $200 out of it. It was definitely not worth it for me.
The other thing that I would say though, in terms of their mystery box, like if you were to purchase stuff from the website and do kind of an arbitrage, then okay. But other than that, it's definitely not something that I would would do again. I, I don't think it's worth it in, in the long term. So um, um, that's kind of, um, yeah, so that's why um, everyone's pivoting. They all thought ThreadUp was good, but that's why I kind of moved on. Um, also, I would like to say in terms of making money, if you guys are not already posting your stuff, you should. So the reason being that with the labor shortages that are happening right now, it is September, but people are shopping now because last year there was such a delay in terms of shipping. In terms of Christmas gifts, it didn't get delivered until January or February. So I recommend you purchase or list your items today because people are buying now because they want to have their items in their homes. The Although during this time, a lot of people became vaccinated and some people still aren't, but still now there are all these variants in terms of the coronavirus variants, the Delta, Lambda, whatever. And who knows what's going to happen in the fall, especially when things start to close down and people, you know, may get exposed again. People, it's easier to just have the inventory in your house and then just share it with your friends or family. So that's why I recommend listing your stuff, even if you think it's too too soon. It's already September 9th. Go ahead and list your Christmas stuff immediately, even Valentine's Day. Honestly, <laughs> any holiday thing, I think people are just... Uh, grew kind of like okay we're gonna open up again it's getting better but my prediction is it's not we're gonna probably shut down again in the fall and so have your inventory out I want you to have and that's what I'm doing now is I'm rehabbing to rebuild my stuff because I grew, went on this crazy depression that I didn't list any new inventory since last year and yet I was still selling throughout this year so by making sure that you have a good machine still kind of going in the background you won't make money later on. So list your stuff, whether it is going to be on uh, on OfferUp, on eBay, Mercari, Poshmark, Depop. And there is going to be this new app that's already up, which is called Galaxy, which I'm going to be working on shortly. That's actually a new app, which I really enjoy because it's going to be more of a live stream, more interactive, and it's really more of a social platform to sell your items where the actual people that own the closet can actually be part of their community. So I actually really enjoy that type of platform versus the other platforms where it's just like there's no interaction whatsoever with the seller and it's just more like 2D type of a, a platform. And um, so yeah, it's one of those things where I realize that there's so much opportunity also, if you're looking for work, there's so much remote work right now. Like I even predicted this last year that businesses were going to pivot. And if you wanted to be competitive, you would have to go and try to do hybrid or remote because you don't know what's going to happen with this pandemic. And if you still want money to be coming in, you need to put the processes in place to make the money. And so much opportunity, so many gig economies are available. If you go to Upwork, 
if you go to Fiverr, if you go to LinkedIn, you go online, there's so much remote work that you can do from home. If you want to be a virtual assistant, do a data entry stuff. If you want to be a personal assistant and just set up different uh, appointments and you do that part-time, there's so many options available. And I only know that because people have reached out to me to do that, but the salary wasn't really what I wanted to do. And I'm also looking for benefits. So I, I, if you're like a stay-at-home mom, that's a good opportunity. If you just want to do something part-time, just bring some extra cash in, that's a good option. And um, some of these, be mindful though, do not... Be mindful of the scam artists because they're taking advantage too, um, especially postings where you have not actually seen the person who's trying to hire you and already they're asking for your social security number or account number. Please avoid those because those are scams. <laughs> like if you are actually going to apply for a real job, they would immediately ask for a Zoom call or a one-on-one -on -one type of meeting so that you can actually connect with one another. Uh, do not give your valuable information to anyone, especially if you have no idea what they look like. So just be mindful of that. Um, the other thing that I wanna mention is that I'm trying my best to navigate balancing everything in my life right now. This is the happiest that I have been. I'm still single. I did my own Eat, Pray, Love tour. I did go on dates, again, just to see what was out there. I did use um, OkCupid and Bumble. I felt like OkCupid was better, and I did not know that it was so expensive to get back on the dating scene because I think I spent like $50 a month for like two months accidentally, and after that I was like, this is so expensive and now it makes sense why there are so many people out in the world who feel lonely and also if you factor in people who can't afford these dating apps who with covid who don't have any money you know and you're still lonely so it spirals back into this depression and state and not being able to be your best self so that's why i said the foundation of anything is you being your best self first before you can give yourself to anybody else. The foundation is you working on your mental health, your emotional health, and your physical health and spiritual health. If that's not aligned, you are not going to be able to have your inner glow shine through your skin and to other people. Because if you go on my Instagram right now, people have seen that there's been such a huge change in my life. And I am just so thankful for the opportunity and the growth to identify what needed to be healed in my life and I hope the same for other people and that's the only reason why I do all these things I do these podcasts and when I'm not getting paid for it I just genuinely enjoy it enjoy sharing and I listen back to these podcasts where I, I was in a deep state where I was just like oh my gosh like I lost my sister who was my best friend and then I like lost my ex-husband who was like my best friend. So it was just like back-to-back -back things. And despite that all, which I'm crying because it's just like, oh, that sucked. But also I'm emotional in the fact that I overcame that and I'm happy that I needed that to be part of my journey to heal myself so that I could share, go through that journey and then share it with other people because... There's so many people who are like, oh, hurrah, hurrah, like positive mindset and growth, but they don't actually go through anything. So 
Um, oh, I started doing um, hosting thrift and sip events too. And someone during that event asked me, you know, you've, you've grown so much in the past year. And how were you able to overcome it? And I said it was having a lot of sit-down moments with myself. Because if you don't sit down with yourself and you really take a look in the mirror and what needs to be worked on and let go of things that are no longer serve you, such as as um, belief systems that are antiquated, um, traditional roles. And for me, you know, there are traditional roles. If you, you know, would I get married again? Probably not. I would probably have a life partner with a contract. Do I want to have a kid? It's not in my mindset to do so. At the end of the day, I would like to have a partner that has balance and that that fits whatever I'm looking for in my life. So it's identifying what you're looking for, especially if you're going into a relationship and what you want and being knowing that there, yes, there is some flexibility, but also know that you're not going to settle. You know, you're, you don't have to do anything that you don't want to do. And the pressures aren't there anymore like they used to be, especially for women. Um, the, what I <laughs> what I always get, especially when people found out I was divorced, they're like, oh my gosh, we need to find someone for her immediately. But then I realized if I was a male, that wouldn't be such a huge thing. Um, if I was a man, they'd be like, okay, well, maybe he's a bachelor. Okay, cool. But if you're a woman, she's like, oh no, we need to find someone for her. Who's going to take care of her? And it's like, hello, I've been taking care of myself or working, working like three jobs since I was 18 years old and moved to a different state at that time. And, you know, at the end of the day, I realize I'm on this journey by myself. But I'm also thankful that I have a supportive friend. I have supportive friends and family that help me during this journey. I'm not fully alone. We're, we're never fully alone. If you want to make friends, you can make friends. There are so many different ways that you can get social even for the introvert. And that's another topic that I want to talk about later on down the line is how to grow your network during a pandemic. Oh my goodness. During the pandemic, being able to be at home and actually network with people around the world, that was the greatest gift to me because so many people were like, I am a social being. How do I connect with other people? But by using the power of the internet, by using Facebook groups, social media, by using Eventbrite, Meetup, people were still able to connect and get out of their comfort zones, find their purpose, and really just breathe and actually grow. And so... There were some of the things that people, they got furloughed and they had to decide whether they were going to sink or swim and they decided, you know what, I'm going to turn this into an opportunity. And so one of the things that I mentioned, if you haven't gone on my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash save sell Chanel, I have a video up there that says, um, focusing on your personal brand and marketing your personal brand and or business on a budget. And I feel like it's really important to constantly work on that because you never know what's going to happen. You never know if you're going to get laid off from your job. You never know if your job is going to be obsolete. So you need to always be pivoting. The years of just getting one job and staying there forever, if you want that, great. I'm not saying that's not 
you know, that's to, I'm not trying to downgrade that, but I'm saying you should also be mindful of the, this advanced economy with the internet and being able to find talent almost everywhere in the world. That really changes things. People are no longer limited to the people that are in their city. So also learning from other people, learning as much as possible from the experts in different fields will allow you to be better, faster, and go further, faster, sooner, and longer. So that's why I'm constantly learning. That's why I'm constantly doing these things because I really want to not only grow myself and be identify the development that I want to do, but to really look at the fact that there's so much opportunity, especially now there's so much opportunity. And also the ability to work from home also allows me to reduce a lot of the gender bias. I realize that. So in terms of e-commerce, e-commerce is one of those things where if you don't have a name that identifies any sort of gender or whatnot, and you're just selling widgets, oh my goodness, you can make money. It, no, the, that's what I've always said in all my podcasts. E-commerce is one of the things that is a level playing field. In terms of, obviously, in terms of uh, being able to, uh, barriers to entry. So if you want to just get started and flip some items in your home, you are more than welcome to because you can get started online and then have your profile picture, like let's say on eBay or Poshmark, Depop, or Mercari. You don't have to use your actual picture of yourself. At least I don't. Because I don't want people to assume have any type of racial bias. I'm going to be honest, I don't. I think people still have bias when it comes to race. Absolutely, absolutely. Especially it was evident last year during all of the the George Floyd issue that happened and all of the other racial things and a lot of the racial divides and political divisions. By being able to just have a blank slate that's neutral, that no one can identify, and people are just focused on the product and not the person, then it allows people to just make a purchase without any bias based on who the seller is. And that's why I really believe that e-commerce is the future. Not only that, is it convenient, but um, in terms of that, it's it's just one of those things that will, it just separates that quote-unquote salesman type of used car salesman kind of vibe. Now, at the other end of that spectrum is the need for human interaction. So in terms of sales, especially in the retail space, which I'm hoping is going to happen because retail has needed this for a long time, if you are taking away the identity of a salesperson, and that's the attraction of e-commerce, if retail spaces aren't pivoting to people who are fully educated and really experts in the products that they sell and still have that human touch, that genuine human touch without feeling like they're too pushy and they genuinely want to help you. Um, I think that's what people really need in terms of the physical retail spaces and malls and whatnot. And people who know you by name, your actual previous purchases. And now that I think about that, um, it reminds me back when I really worked in retail, back when I worked at Banana Republic, when I knew my customers and I remembered the purchases and I didn't have to look in a system. I just knew them and it's hard. I knew what dress they bought, what the occasion was for and what they could pair new items with. 
So when I would give them that customer service, I would say, you know, you purchased this like a couple weeks ago. This new sweater would go perfect for it because you can do X, Y, and Z. So being able to really know your customers is really where customer service needs to go because if I'm physically going to put myself at risk to go into a physical retail space, I would love to know that the person at that store is one, knowledgeable in the product and two, knows the tools and how to use the tools available so that they can actually give me what I need in a timely manner. So I know a lot of people are struggling right now with getting people in restaurants, in retail spaces because people are still on unemployment and that's another topic that I don't really want to talk about is the fact that if you're making more money on unemployment, that tells you our system is already messed up to begin with. Um, we need to fix our entire entire system to begin with. But that's another topic for another day. Um, but I do want to say in terms of fixing the problems that are there, you need to make sure that for people to physically go into a space, like one, time is money, right? So if a person could work from home, has access to the internet, why would they go? Let's get talk to them about the people who have to take the bus. Why would I have to take a bus to go somewhere if I could work from home? That's really not really, in terms of time and money, it doesn't make any sense. So access to the internet is probably the most valuable asset to anyone. Um, the other things that I want to help people with is being able to communicate with others in a timely manner. So um, some of the things that I started doing aside from my Safe Social Now platform is doing the business consulting aspect in terms of trying to help you navigate your small business of how you should do some marketing and your marketing strategies and how to help excuse me, to grow your business. The other things that I'm doing now too are personal styling and personal shopping. The personal styling is going to be either in person or over like over Zoom or, or over Instagram, video chat, whatever means um, you want to do that. That's another stream of income that I'm doing. That's only if I have time and if I vibe with you. It's not where I'm like need people to do this. It's one of those things where if you enjoy my style you like the confidence that you see in me and you you want me to style you personally to the version of you that I know that you could be to shine your personal, to demonstrate your personal confidence, then you can DM me on any of my social media platforms um, on Facebook or Instagram at Save Self Chanel. And, or you can email me at savecellchanel at gmail.com and then set up an appointment that way. But... Um, those are different things that I've been doing in terms of side hustles. So I've always, um, so it's always good to have different streams of income. So let's talk about streams of income. So previously I had my day job, which was in construction. I also do my data collecting job. And then I also started selling plasma and then I sell on e-commerce and then I started doing personal styling, personal shopping. I also started doing house sitting and pet sitting. So there's always money coming in in different ways. And these are things that I didn't even ask for. People just asked me to watch their house and take care of their pets. So you don't know what your talents are and just be open to it. I started posting it on social media, me watching all of these pets um, because uh, it was cute. But then people were like, do you do this for real? Because I need someone to watch my pets. So that's another thing if you're interested in making money. 
pet sitting is so huge and especially house sitting because in this day and age people want to make sure that um you know you're not gonna bring COVID in their house one two that you're gonna keep their house clean and three that you're trustworthy um and I'm all of those things so <laughs> I'm already back fully vaccinated you do you in terms of whether or not you want to get vaccinated I'm not going to tell you what to do with your body however I'm going to do what I can to help protect myself and my neighbors so that's my my thoughts on that um this podcast has actually gone really long I'm sorry I've been blabbering on this is now at 40 minutes I have so much to tell you all um but I'm glad to be back on podcasts because um I don't know. I just have so much to say and I have to catch up within the past year and a half. So um, this episode, I hope it, I mean, it was probably pretty much all over the place, but I just had so much to share with you. So I'm going to go ahead and end this here. So this doesn't just go on and on and on and on. So I'm going to end this here. Um, make sure you follow me on all of my social medias. Subscribe to SafeStyleChanel.com. Subscribe to my YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, make sure you subscribe to this podcast as well. So everything is under save S A V E cell S E L L Chanel S H E N E L. And also, um, all of the information for my Poshmark. If you want to shop my Poshmark closet is there in the description box. So make sure you follow that. And I'm going to leave you here. Um, and if you like this, please subscribe. And like I stated, and until next time, I hope you find different ways to save and sell one day at a time.